Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. And sometimes you might go into that conversation positively, but they may not be feeling positive or yep. something might have happened. So you can't go in at sort of 10 out of 10. No. In fact, something that we've had to work on coming into the conversation more like a six or a seven and then gauging how they are. Is that fair yes. to say? And then building them up. If you are feeling frustrated, the lack of growth in your agency and you're impatient to reach those ever-moving goalposts, then here's your invitation to spend a day with us at AJHQ for a no-holds-barred peek behind the scenes of our agency, Ashdown Jones. All you need to do is go to ajmastermind.co.uk forward slash BTS day. Best of all, it's free. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. Not Phil, actually, today. Just me, Sam. Phil has got man flu, so he's directing proceedings across the other side of the room and uh, interfering in my podcast recording. And as you can hear, I'm a little bit croaky as well. We're recording this, or I'm recording this, straight after the Christmas and New Year break. So I'm sure that the festivities have had a hand in me being croaky. But Phil is genuinely dying, aren't you, Phil? A&E trip for you today. Maybe even a helicopter recovery for you. What do you think? He's had a couple of paracetamols though, though, so you can actually think now. Anyway, today's podcast episode is going to be about one of our core values. And in episode 136, I'm reliably informed, we talked about our first core value, which is family first where we talked about what it feels like when you work for AJ and you have a family, have dependent children, you're the key caregiver and trying to juggle work and home life and how we help and support that and probably could do better. And today we're going to be talking about another one of our core values, which is energetic. And we have six core values in total. So family first, authentic, creative, energetic, empowering, and bold and daring. Energetic is a really important core value for us because it's energy is one of those things that we look for. It's like an elusive quality we look for when we're interviewing. And it's that one thing that makes us say yes and or no very early on, whether they've got that sort of that quality of energy or not. But it doesn't mean doing star jumps, even though Emma, who is about to join me in this episode, is very energetic physically. And Mac, who is also here on the podcast episode, is less about the physicality of his energy and more about applying his mind to challenges and problems. And that's fair to say. So welcome to the podcast, both of you. So Mac, aka Sam. Hello. And Emma. Hello. Emma, you and I have done a podcast before. I think we did it on group interviews. We did. When did we do that? That was a few months ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. Three months ago? Three months ago. I just have to keep reminding her to talk into the microphone because uh, she just will just sit and chat to me if I'm not careful. So let's just talk about energy as you see it, Emma, and why you think it's important for an AJ group member and how you spot it or the lack of it at group interviews. So... I tend to spot it in the way that people speak and how they deliver themselves to us. So are they answering answering questions enthusiastically? Do they come across as a nice, bubbly, friendly person as to, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> Which to me just screams zero energy. When you look for this kind of, the physicality of the energy, what kind of things you're looking for? Eye contact, I know, is important. Eye contact, body language, are they expressing themselves well, hand gestures, 
body movement. Mm -hmm. No, no, I, I, just, I get what you mean because when you sat in the group interview... I'm acting here, but no one can see. <laughs> yeah, she is moving her hands a lot. Some people are naturally more animated, aren't they, in the way that they move. And exactly you're that. probably drawn more to those people. Yes. Because they're like you. Yes, absolutely. We call you our little Labrador, don't we? Because um, you are very energetic in every way and you're bound into a room. Um, and so your physicality of your energy is very noticeable. And some people, when they're talking to you, if they're not like that, for example, our lovely Lucy, who is actually Max of the Half, she has less physicality of her energy, but she's got a really lovely sort of cerebral energy. Agreed. So yeah, there's so many different levels of energy, but I think you know when you're speaking to somebody and when you're having a conversation, what that energy is and is that still the right energy? So like you say about Lucy, yes, she's very different to me, but she speaks with passion about everything that you're sort of discussing. It's, it's passionate and the energy comes from passion. So it's still there. It's just in a different form. I think passion's another good word for it as well. It's having a, a deep interest and a deep a deeply held belief on something. And I think I find people that are passionate and more interesting to talk to. And at your, so. so your job is what? Explain what your job is. So I am client executive for AJ Mastermind. That's something I'm really passionate about. But it's ensuring that our clients are happy and that, they, that everything's working for them, that their systems and processes are working, that we teach. And if they're not happy, I'm not happy. So I go into a phone call and a conversation positively to try and get that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might go into that conversation positively, but they may not be feeling positive or yep. something might have happened. So you can't go in at sort of 10 out of 10. No. In fact, something that we've had to work on coming into the conversation more like a six or a seven and then gauging how they are. Is that fair yes, to say? And then building them up. So I'd like to end the conversation on a tenor. In um, Ashdown Jones, when people are, are answering the phone or making phone calls, how do you hear that energy expressed best? So it's a really interesting question. Oh, I would like to ring our team downstairs and get a friendly, enthusiastic hello. And people show an, for them to show an interest in what I want to talk about. So yeah. if I'm wanting to sell my home with Ashdown Jones, I would want them to be interested in my home, ask me questions about it, talk to me and have that sort of rapport with them on the phone call straight away. And that's what I feel like we nail. Quick question. Would you like the chance to come and see behind the scenes of our agency, Ashdown Jones, here in the beautiful Lake District? To have a look at all our systems and processes and meet the team and go away with ideas, motivated and fired up to put your plans into action? Well, great news. If you just go to ajmastermind.co.uk forward slash BTS day, which stands for behind the scenes, you'll see exactly how to book on to our next behind the scenes day here at Ashdown Jones. Best of all, it's free. I mean, Lex is quite new. Yeah. And when I listen to her on the phone, she's come from a corporate background. So trying to nail the actual terminology and our language is being a challenge for her. But what she's really good at is getting that energy across, you know, across the phone so that somebody feels her interest. They feel that she is genuinely committed and invested in that conversation and that the positive outcome is what she's looking for as well as them that they're looking for. Yeah. And no, I'd agree. And I think that they feel, I would feel if I was on the phone to Lexi, that that person is friendly and interested and I'd like to speak to them again. And yes. that I feel that if I want a viewing or if I want to put an offering or something, then Lexi will guide me through that process and I'll feel um, like I'm in good hands. Yes, absolutely. I'd agree with everything there. So, Matt. Hello. What's your role at uh, Mastermind? Um, so, my role in the AJ Mastermind is 
marketing assistant and content creator. So that is fairly vague title, but it covers anything and everything. But marketing is my thing really at the moment. I'm new to marketing as a whole, but I'm learning a lot every day. So And it's your year anniversary in about a day. In about a day, yeah. So I can't believe it's been a year. It's flown by, but yeah, this this time last year I was just a very, very newbie. Now I'm just slightly less of a newbie. And you've run some great campaigns. I think that what I see from you is just that willingness to learn and put yourself out of your comfort zone, including, yeah. by the way, going in the lake, didn't you? Yeah. On, was it yesterday, New Year's Day? I've been in three three different times over the Christmas period. Have you? Yeah. And I'm your not, longest time was quite a long time. Longest time, yeah, it was yesterday, five and a half minutes were in underwater, shoulders under and everything, so completely under five and a half minutes. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Emma also went under, by the way, so I'm sure she's dying to say that. For 40 seconds. Hey, every second counts. <laughs> Do you think that challenging yourself as a team member is important to having an overall better energy? I think so, yeah, because you always want to be expanding your comfort zone, but I think the, the more that you spend time in your comfort zone, you get used to it and your energy levels will subside and plateau whereas if you're always challenging yourself you're always gaining new experiences which allow you to have different reactions to those challenges that you wouldn't have which brings a different energy do you think though if you face with something that feels too big too overwhelming that it mm. makes you retract as opposed to um, meet the challenge? me personally i think it does a little bit yeah but i do like a challenge and it some challenges can be daunting, depending on what they are. And I think everyone, if they get faced with a challenge that does seem overwhelming at first, will most likely retract a bit in their shell. But as time goes by, kind of come out of the shell and face it head first. But I think everyone reacts differently to these big challenges. Um, but yeah, me personally, I would say I probably do retract a bit, but I will never quit and definitely go back to it and see what I can do with it. Well, just on that basis then, that idea of never quitting yeah. and doing it no matter what, even if it does challenge you and sometimes outface you, mm. do you think that's energy? Do you think that is positive energy? Yeah, it is. Especially if you exude, I think you have to show it as well. And if you can show it, then your team members will feel empowered as well, which is obviously another one of our core values. But if you can show that energy of that never back down kind of mindset and mentality, I think it is a positive energy overall. So if you were in a group interview, yeah. what kind of energy are you looking for? I think definitely, like uh, Emma said, body language, posture as well. So, you know, are they slouched in the chair, are they shoulders back, chin up? But also how they use their voice and what they say as well, because that is all to do with energy. So if they are like me when I'm a bit nervous, I'm trying to slow it down here, but I speak really fast. And I know that speaking fast, it can be a, a sign of nervousness. But if they are slow and controlled and think about what they're saying, and that comes across as calming and a kind of reassured energy. And that along with, you know, the body language and the physical kind of signs of energy can help them go a long way in an interview if they say the right thing and act the right way and move the right way. So we're not just talking about the physicality. We're yeah. also talking about the way that they speak. Yeah. And, and you mentioned like rising to challenges, which yeah. we can ask them about in a group interview. Yeah. Once they've actually started the job, and at first they're going to feel, as you know, a bit overwhelmed, yeah. a bit over-challenged, over-stimulated. They can't do it. They, you know, they might feel that they've, they've got some self-doubt creeping in. What do you see the best team members do at that point when they're feeling over-challenged? Over-challenged. The first thing is definitely reaching out for support. So rather than keeping it inside and staying quiet, they will go to fellow team members or their line manager and ask for help and support and trying to find a solution to this over-challenging feeling that they've, they're have they feeling. 
ask, ask him for support, I think, rather than keep it inside, because otherwise it's just a downward spiral if you mm-hmm. don't look for help from others, because there's no shame in looking for help from others, especially when you're new to the job. Mm-hmm. You are learning something every day and you don't know much about your role or the company itself. So you only really have others to learn from. So Emma, going back to some of the things we look for when we're interviewing and also in those first few precious weeks when they first start and we can see them going through those kind of self-doubt cycles and everybody goes through it. One of the things that I know that you and I look for is humility. Yes. And how do you see that as a sort of an indicator of energy? That's a hard question, sorry. So we can discuss it. It is a hard question. I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking about what Max just said about asking positive, for help. Positive energy. Yeah. It's still displaying positive energy. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you've made a mistake because mainly it shows that you've realised you've made a mistake and you can learn from that. And if you're in that mindset where you've turned that mistake into a positive, I think that just says a lot about you and your positive energy. Mm-hmm. If you only take that in a negative way, oh, I've made a mistake, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to tell anyone about that and forget all about it. It's a very negative mindset and a very negative energy that comes out, whether you know it or not. I think it also has a, a direct effect on other team members as well. If they see that if you've made a mistake or you, you're feeling overwhelmed and you've gone for help or you've, you've owned up to it, that energy, I think is catching isn't it yes it's contagious amongst the the team and if you have a couple of new starters at the same time you're going to spread that energy and they're going to feel like oh actually i can learn from this i'm going to speak up because i wasn't sure i was going to do something the right way or so i think if you can spread positive vibes and positive energy it will catch on without you really needing to do something now energy in terms of the physical energy literal is something that we quite often give ourselves core values for don't yes. we, in our team meeting. So on a Tuesday morning in our team meeting, we allocate a, t- a core value to either to somebody else or to ourselves or both. And those kind of, when we talk about energy and we give a, an energetic core value, it's quite often for things like a photo shoot. Yes. Or for Amelia today has just gone to put the waterhead banners straight in the pouring rain. I would call that energetic. I would call that energetic. What else? What other examples can you think of? Our lovely Sam, who you've just heard from. you got... An energetic core value for doing a twilight shoot in the rain, stood on a wall, balanced on one leg to try and get the perfect shot. And you did. But you went above and beyond and looked, how can I make this better? And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to scale a wall and get higher up and just just show something about you that not necessarily everybody would. So I think it's like a can-do attitude, isn't it? It's what do I have to do to get this done? Not, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, I can't climb the wall. I'm just going to take a picture of the tree in the way. So I think it does come from leadership to empower everybody. And that's another core value to be able to do this and be able to think for themselves and be autonomous and take their own decisions. What do you look for? I'm going to ask you separately in your leadership. So specifically me and Phil, what do you look for in terms of energy from from us two? Or from any leader, you know, what would somebody listening to this who is the leader in their agency, what could they do to empower the rest of their team and energise them? I think you hit the nail on the head with the can-do attitude. I think if anything, you need to display a can-do attitude because it's so catching and it's so important to have that within your team. So if you can go and stand outside in the rain, which you've done many times, take clients out to the lake many times, there's no reason why I can't do that. And I'm going to do that because you can. Yeah, good, good answer. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I think the same, especially with, I think it's different from the, between the leadership team and yourself and Phil as directors. I think we, as a team, 
kind of in more contact with our leadership team. So we're much, we speak to Liam a lot more during the day on the regular than we do you and Phil. And I think it's about reflecting energy as well as trying to improve energy. And yeah, can-do attitude, no job too small. No job too big, maybe? No job too big, yeah. But I, <laughs> but I mean, like, if they're willing to do any level of job. Oh, then, I see. Yeah, okay. do you know I mean? Yeah, and just being always available and supportive as well. And no, you know, every question has its value. There's no such thing as a stupid question. And I think, yeah, reacting to energy and vibes that people give up, I think is a big, a big help in that kind of leadership role. Everything you've said is definitely resonates with me. And it's something that we hold ourselves to account for, Phil and I. Hi, I'm Lottie from Pell and James Unique Homes. I love most about being in the AJ Mastermind group, working along similar people, business owners. I work with my husband as well, David, and although we see other agents perhaps copying that business model and trying to do it, but what we do is authentic to us now. It's part of our muscle memory and we're learning and developing and I absolutely love it. If you are thinking about it and pondering about joining the group, perhaps reach out and speak to one of us. Our coach said to us one day that if you can't come in at a 10 out of 10 energy, you can't expect your team to do that so your team will never be higher than you will be mm. in terms of energetic value so if you come in at six you can't expect them to be any higher than a six yeah. and therefore that that really resonated with me that we need to make sure we're coming in with a positive can-do energy and i noticed it from edward this morning so i felt everybody was a bit flat this morning at the team meeting it's first day back nobody was quite ready to come back it's the day after yeah. new year's day that we're <laughs> we're recording this podcast episode it, and phil and i included by the way you know phil and i are both ill obviously phil is significantly ill but to come to that meeting Meeting and be able to lift everybody, which is what I think Edward did this morning. Yeah. I think he did a really good job of it. That he he speaks with energy, he speaks with clarity, and he's easy to make laugh. You know, he he does laugh easily and he smiles easily. It's it's a nice positive energy to be around, yeah. and I think that does lift people up and it makes people want to be more like that. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something we look for in our management team as well as in in ourselves as well. So I think energy is, energy is a funny thing. It's, you know it when somebody has it, but it's quite difficult to put your finger on exactly what it is. For example, Lucy, who yeah. mentioned earlier. So she is Max's partner and she's our designer and she's very quiet. Yeah. She's got a little voice. She's quiet at work. <laughs> when you get her one-on-one, -on -one, she yeah. is really fun yeah. and really quick-witted. And she's got a little bit of a devil streak, I think. <laughs> Put her behind the wheel of a go-kart and she is mm. a demon. Yeah. In a group interview, I don't think she shows or she would show herself at her best because mm. she doesn't project. She doesn't bring that sort of extra physical energy mm. to the room. And we were just saying this because we interviewed somebody just a, a few weeks ago who we felt the same that was disadvantaged by a group interview setting. But it doesn't mean she hasn't got energy. Because when you're sitting talking to her, you can feel her passion and she smiles easily and she gives you really good eye contact. She's very confident. She's just not loud. Yeah, yeah I think that's differentiating between energy as being loud and boisterous and mm. very physical. You can still have good positive energy while being calmer and quieter. And I think she does have that. I think she also just, I don't know how she does it, but when you speak to her, you will match her energy when you're speaking to her just because she is quieter and she just think about what she says and if you go in and you're really boisterous and loud it's not gonna work but it's always the the loud boisterous person that goes to her mm. level rather than the other way around because she's not gonna she just won't do that she won't go over over the top with it I, I completely agree with that and I really like what you said as well about things like reaching out for help and mm. having a little bit of humility 
but being able to help others as well. Yeah. Like you said, no job too small. So, you know, who goes and does the washing up when mm. it's needed? Who makes people a cup of tea? All those things are, are really important, aren't they, in a team setting? And yeah. I think that's what I mean by energy. It's about committing to the well-being of the team with your individual personality. So without changing your personality, but still bringing your best side, I think, to the team. I think mm. that's what what to me energy is and it's trying to anticipate that because when we're group interviewing emma it's hard to do that isn't it? it's hard to see who would fit in with the team who would bring that energy absolutely yeah totally agree some people just kind of just well i think some people say what they think you want to hear and they can say it really believably yeah but they do stand out (laughs) yes usually usually we can tell not always yeah but usually we can tell. So who brings a calming energy as well, which you, I think any within your team, you need a balance. You can't all You'd be an Emma. You can't all be me. And it would be a very loud place if it was. And I think you need to have the mix of energy because you will all learn something from that. So yes, I agree that Lucy's a very passionate energy, but a nice calming energy. Same with mm-hmm. Liam, same with you. And as a team, our different energies all complement each other and work together, which I think is very important to have that mix do you think if you saw a full-length photograph of somebody that you didn't know could you tell what their energy level was like at that point yes i think you could yeah i think you could so if we saw a photograph of lucy for example full length ready for an interview i think i could probably tell that she would be a good candidate what do you think emma no i'd agree i'm just thinking like she should have a grey cardigan on and a nice grey and black trousers. It's so well presented. But you'd know she's a calming, collective type of energy. She's got a good eye contact. She's yep. got a nice look. She holds she's, herself really well. She's got a great smile. Yep. Nice hair. Yep. These things are important. Whereas I think if you look at some people we've had in our group interviews recently, mm-hmm. if you saw a full-length photograph of them, you could probably tell that they were not a good fit. Even yes. if they were well-dressed, even if they were wearing, you know, their Sunday best. Because yep. I think you could tell by the way that they looked. Yep. The, the directness of their look. hold themselves. Yeah, I think Very so. different to Lucy, for example, would hold herself mm. for a photo. So we're saying it's elusive. Maybe it isn't elusive. Maybe you could actually have a tick box. Give me, before we wrap up, your number one clue that somebody has got positive energy when you meet them. And I'll let you go first, Emma. I think you can tell straight away from the moment they greet you. How do they say hello? How are they looking at you? Are they making the first move? Do they reach out to shake your hand? Okay. Or do they reach out to give you a hug? <laughs> is that, is so that it's the physicality, yeah. isn't it, that you're noticing first? Yeah. Okay, what about you, Mac? Yeah, I'd agree with a lot of that. But I think if you are naturally a bit shy, you can still have a positive energy. I think it just in your smile. So if you're smiling, you might not be, you might not come with all that energy of like sh- shaking a hand or, you know, walking up fast, speaking loud, speaking clear. But you can still have a positive energy just with the smile and your expression. Mm. Um, I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think for me, it's about the words that they say. Mm. So it's, do they ask good questions? Do they, are they genuinely interested? Yeah. So, you know, when somebody looks at you and they're genuinely interested in what you've got to say yeah. next, and then they want to ask a question about that, that's what I look for. Yeah. Because the best candidates always have really good questions. And actually, not just the best candidates, the best team members. Because what you want is a team member that asks really good questions throughout their career and not just in the interview. It's actively listening. I think that links in with that. I remember when we went to, me and Edward went to Expert Empires in November, and Fern Cotton was one of the speakers. Mm-hmm. And obviously, she is known for her interviewing on the radio, on the TV and stuff like that. And she says the best tip is actively listening and asking questions about what they're saying. A lot of the time you can 
not even taking what they're saying and already be planning what you're going to say next and you don't even take in what they're going to say mm. i think if you actively listen you can ask the right questions you could actually be a dating coach couldn't you me Mark? yeah you yeah. could yeah mm-hmm. i've had sure. so many dates well, i could just stop there but i've had so many dates that have not been in the slightest bit interested in anything i had to say mm. they just want to talk at me but yeah. then what's the phrase that you use is it listen <clears throat> listen to understand listen to understand yeah not not just listening is not waiting to speak yeah and i think that's a very good place to end this podcast episode so thank you very much mac and thank, thank you. you very much thank emma you. thank you and we'll see you on the next podcast If you are feeling frustrated with the lack of growth in your agency and you're impatient to reach those ever-moving goalposts, then here's your invitation to spend a day with us at Ashdown Jones HQ for a no-holds-barred peek behind the scenes of our agency. All you need to do is go to ajmastermind.co.uk forward slash BTS day. And best of all, it's free.